Cold Storage is a podcast where each episode we pick a different story from the long history of comics and dissect and review it for your listening euphoria. Join us as we stumble our way through some of the most important storylines mixed with some of our favorites. Enjoy. Hey, uh, welcome everybody back to another exciting episode of Cold Storage. We once again have a special guest. <laughs> hey, uh, yeah, that was, that was a good callback. <laughs> Our uh, special uh, Tales from the Parents Base, Tales from the Parents Basement co-host, co-star, alumni. You know him as sometimes even Ryan. Ryan, <laughs> guys, thanks for having me back. It's great to see you guys again. Yeah, seriously. So what you been up to this last week since our last one? Man, thanks to everybody that wrote in to you guys and demanded that I come <laughs> back on the podcast. God bless you all. I'm so excited to be here again. Thank you so much. You're welcome. Thanks for coming back and, and being so willing to find some time out of your busy schedule to visit us two times in two weeks. My so, pleasure, fellas. So for those that don't know, we used to do a podcast called Tales from the Parents' Basement. It was uh, There was like six or so of us. Um we we uh, just we got too big and we fizzled out. Um, I couldn't handle the fame anymore. Yeah. I couldn't do it. Yep. And so, uh, but me and Callie, um, we decided to resurrect it. And uh, yeah, we're bringing some people back. Ryan, you're not the first one. Sorry. I know. <laughs> so, what have you guys been up to uh, um, lately? Uh, just mainly just. Yeah. Stuff, man. What are, you, what are you reading? What are you spending your hard-earned cash on? Dude, too much, man. Dude, same. Me, me and Kelly and uh, have this eBay battle, dude, where we got to do better uh, than each other. So this last week got out of hand. I I'm love not even watching. Kidding, I love watching you guys try to outdo each other. Makes so, me so happy. So bad. So Kelly sends me this message saying, "Hey, Spencer, just curious, what's your oldest comic book that you got?" <laughs> And I said, and I didn't answer, and then uh, I'm like, why do you want to know? And he's just like, oh, just curious, because I ordered a comic, and I just wanted to see if it's older than yours. I'm like, dude, I'm not going to tell you. And then he gave me these clues. What were your clues? So um, one of the clues was that uh, the character was created to help replace another character by a creator that they thought might die in World War II. The creator might die in World yes. War II? Um, so yes. so the company made a new character similar to the old one. Yes. Uh, what? Here's my question though on that clue. Okay. Is the character was presumably owned by the company? Couldn't they just have the same person or somebody else write that character? Well, somehow, like the characters are, they're not direct. They're, like the people that created them are connected, but not owned by the same company. So it's it's a it's a different company. That published this character. Oh, so they just wanted a knockoff version. Correct. Because they were hoping to maybe court that guy, but if he didn't come back, they'd need to have their own version of it. Correct. That is exactly it. Okay. Yeah, dude, you got me stumped, man. So, I'll tell you what it is. Um, The character that 
is being replaced would be the spirit. They were worried about Will Eisner. Hmm. And um, so who the question? No, it's some guy. Like it's called like the night uh, nightshade or night something. And he looks identical to the spirit. Really? Um, he he's in uh, this specific comic I'm getting is from 1945 um, from Spence Smash Comics. <laughs> yeah, I know he has me beat. You got that stupid famous funnies over there. Nineteen? Are you, you going to step it up? Nineteen forty? Oh yeah, I'm stepping up big time, dude. Just wait, wait till wait, I am. Yeah, dude, it's awesome. Dude. So yeah, right so now. like I didn't know what what he was getting, but he didn't tell me that whole thing that they were worried that the creator was going to die in World War Two. So. I knew that it had to be 1944 or newer, so then I got on eBay really quick and bought a 1940 comic uh, with some Jack Kirby art in it. That was the thing is like I had to justify it. I couldn't just buy like a Donald Duck cartoon comic or whatever. So yeah, so it has some Jack Kirby in it. It was one that was on my list anyway. So I got it, and uh, yeah, dude. So that's what you get for giving out so much information. I'm sorry, I just I should have left it. I should have kept my mouth closed. But I was like, oh man, this guy looks just like the spirit. I think that would be really cool to have like another character that's a ripoff of the spirit. Um, yeah. And so like it was just I, I thought it would be kind of cool to have a, a, an issue like that. So uh, Smash Comics, I think it's number seven, number twenty-seven. Hmm. Uh, something like that. Yeah, um, I'd like to see that, dude. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I've been buying a few of the old Golden Age ones. I got a... Uh, uh, <laughs> in my head, I want to say Justice is the New Black, but what is it? <laughs> Justice Traps uh, the Guilty. Right. Uh, they should do it, Justice is the New Black. Um, <laughs> Justice Traps the Guilty uh, by Jack Kirby and Joe Simon. Uh, that one was 1948. And I also got a Joe Paluca comic, which is a boxing comic. Uh and there's a story of the boy explorers in there that Simon and Kirby did, and so hmm. yeah, I got those, and those are uh, yeah. How old's the Joe Paluka? Forty six. So you would have had me beat. I would have had to be. Dang it! <laughs> yeah. Should have come out anymore, Kelly. Not anymore, dude. Nineteen forty, dude. I well, come up with tough. something new. Yep. But uh, yeah, no, I I just love, dude. I love getting these old. These old books. I never was like, I always appreciated the golden age, but just it's just been recently. Because when I started, uh, mainly what I do by uh, nowadays is just Kirby comics. Um, it dawned on me one day that I'm like, I can buy a lot of Kirby comics for about the same price as a new issue that comes out today, which mm. I'll never read again. Right. I never even want to look at it again. So I was just like, dude, I'll just like collect Kirby comics. Because like most of that stuff he did for DC, unless they were like the big issues... Yeah, you can get them for like three or four bucks each. So um, I started with those, and and but I was like, uh, his golden his golden age stuff looks a little bit weird, right? So he hadn't fully developed his style yet. Uh, so I was kind of staying away from that. But it's kind of cool now that I'm getting them because I can actually see the progression. Yeah, I can uh, huh. I can see stuff that I love nice. about '70s Kirby in that stuff. It's just not as like out prevalent. There. Yeah, hmm. interesting. And it's crazy, dude. Kirby's nuts, man. Because he did so much Golden Age stuff, right? Uh-huh. Like, he had a full career, dude, like, in the Golden Age. Well, he had, like, six pseudonames or something, too. Yeah, he well, he did on. that when he was first getting started. Like, he eventually settled on one, but he settled on Kirby. But, uh, yeah. In fact, that one I got, um, Famous Funnies, he signs it as Jack Curtis in there. Yeah. Know, oh, really? Cool. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, yeah, so, but what's crazy is, though, like, they developed a huge... Simon and Kirby were like the comic makers, right? Like, back in that time period. And then... And then, uh... 
And then after that, he started working with Marvel in the 60s when he was in his 40s and then had a whole nother freaking career. Right, yeah, yeah. Huge. But he was already like one of the most wealthy, well-to-do comic artists before he'd even like done any of that with Marvel. Dang, right. Which is crazy. Because yeah. he did a lot of his stuff with DC before even creating the Marvel Universe. Right, you know? yeah. Like with Challengers or like the Boy Commandos or the Newsboy Legion and stuff like that. And then he did a whole bunch for like other publishers like Fox and Harris and uh, Fawcett and th- things like that. A dude, he used to draw. Stuff. They used to draw uh, Flesh ca- Captain Marvel on the slide, dude. Did you did, know about that? Yeah, yeah. I, I knew. Did know that he did. He did like what, like four or five Captain Marvel issues. Yeah, because they were oh, wow. under contract yeah. with DC, and uh-huh. so under pseudonames, they worked on Captain Marvel, like <laughs> moonlighted in Captain Marvel. Stuff, yeah, that's dude. pretty awesome. I would like to see that. Yeah. So. Yep, that's a kind of bit what I've been. Reading. Well, speaking of your Kirby stuff, I actually um, so you know that that uh, battle for the three D dimension uh, comic. If you could ever get the name of that comic right, if I could. I can't remember. <laughs> it's too long of a title. Okay, so, um, anyway. so I got the poster to go with it finally. Oh yeah, dude, that's yeah. sweet, man. So I'm excited because now it adds to my three D collection. Dude. Still, still trying to find stuff that go. We got to find more, man. There is actually I found there's a. Uh, I think it was a Mike Allred Madman 3D comic. Oh, really? And so I need to hunt that down. That's my By next, the way, that's my you, next you mission. I couldn't remember the. You were talking about the Uncanny X Men reprint. Yes, yeah. It's Uncanny X Men 268. Is, thank is you. the one that they reprinted in, into 3D. Yes, thank you very much. I, I'm so bad with my. Love that issue. Memory. Yeah. Um, that, that, oh, that Madman one sounds good, though. Yeah, that, that would be that cool. Would be awesome. Mike Allred would do a good job of that. Yeah. Dude, I saw something recently of Mike Allred old stuff of him dude like uh where was it maybe it was in that swamp thing trade or something i I can't remember but it was like really no it was like a sandman stuff did he start out doing sandman i don't Hmm. think i think he started uh self-publishing uh madman originally well it could be but whatever i saw it didn't look like mike allred at all it was so weird dude like yeah like i could tell sometimes that it was mike allred Mm -hmm. Uh, but it, it was like, he was just barely getting started. It was crazy. Interesting. Speaking of which, dude, on my Jack Kirby checklist, there's uh, there's a Madman yearbook, 95, has a Jack Kirby Madman really? pin up inside of it. Oh, yeah. wow. I think that's in my uh, gigantic, like, oh, my gigantic It would make one. sense, yeah. Because yeah. there's a ton of pinups in the back of that. Yeah, it would make so sense. I'll have to look for it and send you a photo. You been reading anything, right? Yeah, man. I, uh, since Marvel got back... The Conan rights, they've been just putting out a deluge of Conan material, most of which I had already, but they've been pumping out the $1 True Believers. They've been putting out these, uh, they're starting to put out the omnibuses. They put out the Volume 1 omnibus, Volume 2 is coming. They're putting out an omnibus of Savage Sword of Conan, uh, all of which I'm terribly excited for. I got the Volume 1 omnibus, which I brought here tonight so you could see. Um, I've been getting a lot of Marvel Treasuries editions just because I love the giant size. The DC, uh, what is it called? Limited Collectors Editions or whatever. Those are always a little more pricey. They're a little harder to get. At least the Batman ones. The Batman ones are. Those are the ones that are really pricey. I got a a Shazam one coming to me. Oh, okay. But yeah, dude. I just love uh, that size. I love the size of the book, man. Yeah, it is I love those. Those are so great. I've got a few Conan ones of those recently. Uh, what do they call them? Astounding Spider-Man, one that I got, which is pretty awesome. I tried to read that last night to the boy, and uh, 
Boy, they those old ones are pretty wordy. Yeah, they are. <laughs> That's when you just make up what they're yeah, saying. Yeah, I kind of... If they can't read, you just be like... And then he says, get out of here, bad guy. <laughs> yeah, I had to do that after a few minutes. Yeah, because it was pretty wordy. What's but. the one you got that had uh, X-Men, Spider-Man, and a bunch of monsters? That's the one. Uh, I think it was. I think it's astounding. But yeah, it has... There's, there's one book with uh, Spider-Man and the X-Men where they fight Morbius the Vampire. Then there's one with Spider-Man and Werewolf by Night. And then there's a story with Spider-Man and Ghost Rider. And then there's a story with Spider-Man and Iron Fist. It's pretty 70s-tastic, which is, that's in my wheelhouse, man. Yeah, that's man. what you were looking for. Yeah, that's exactly what I want. So, But yeah, that uh, that Conan Omnibus, I'm going to put it on the record that uh, Barry Windsor Smith grew exponentially as an artist during that run. He did not grow with drawing faces. Some of those faces are the worst things I've ever seen in my life. But uh, still, great artist. He went on to do better things. Uh, but that omnibus is a thing of beauty, especially the extras. They are astounding. Yeah, it was well worth your money, folks. Yeah, it looked like it had so much stuff in there. It had like letters columns I've never seen in a collected edition, and that's awesome. And they had. Like uh, the bullpen bulletins from each issue and stuff mm-hmm. in there. They had uh, like outtakes, basically. It was just alternate like, covers, yeah. unused covers. Yeah, hundreds of pages of this stuff, dude. Yeah. And so unapproved comics code authority material. Yeah, stuff that they made him change because there was a little too much, uh, too much nip nipple or in one picture or whatever. Nipple. Nipple and breasts, I think they're called instead of. <laughs> I think so. Uh, but. Right. I've heard about them. <laughs> Bubes. Uh, but, uh, yeah, and just a lot of uh, Marvel Mania interviews with Roy Thomas about Conan and just fantastic stuff. Uh, go to tellsofwonder.com to get it for 65 bucks, man. Tells of Wonder. Hit us up, man. Yeah. For some Send advertising. Us some sweet, sweet money. <laughs> but that, that, that's what I've been uh, reading the last couple months. Today, you have the opportunity of listening to a retelling in dramatic fashion of Batman, Son of the Demon, by Mike W. Barr and Jerry Bingham. I believe it was pronounced Bingham. Uh, Sounds no, right. Jerry Bingham. And uh, this uh, was um, released in 1987. It was actually originally released as a hardcover, so... Really? Yeah. So, and I don't have it. I didn't know that. But I, but I, uh, as far as I understand it, um, it was released. It was originally meant to be released like this. This was the standard um, at the time. Gra- uh, DC graphic was novel. doing these things called DC graphic novels. Um, I have one that's uh, by Jack Kirby called The Hunger Dogs, and it's this exact same format. Um, so it's supposed to be a DC graphic novel, but they decided to like go with a hardcover on this one, which is cool. And then they oh, eventually man. did release it as paper, as floppy. Yeah, I might have to look up the hardcover, baby. I know. Is it getting your cover hard? Oof. Yeah. So, um, so I read this so many times when I was young. I remember fifth grade, yes. which I actually checked the dates and it checks out. I was in fifth grade in 1987, um, but I had such a vivid memory. I had a buddy of mine. I don't know if it was his copy or my copy, but it would go back and forth all the time, and we would just we'd read the hell out of this, which hmm. is crazy because 
the fact that there's some pretty graphic stuff in here yeah right? yeah like this is not like your standard like this wouldn't have been in a monthly batman comic so i would have been a i guess a couple of years older than you when this came out so right. i probably was in seventh grade maybe or right. and, something like even then, even then is yeah. i'm probably too young to be reading this yeah by then you're already that. watching like like horror movies and yeah stuff, so yeah probably, that's true um but my dad's taking me to see effing robocop <laughs> in the theater when i'm a little boy <laughs> Um, so, yeah, <laughs> so it. I hadn't read it since that time. I don't think you really had either, Ryan. No, it it has been a very long time since I read this. And it was like for me, it was like a nostalgia trip. Walking, like flipping yeah. through this, I was just like, oh my gosh! Like I remember where I was when I was first reading this. Yeah, it's it's, it's so crazy. You know, honestly, like because I when I go back and read comics that I haven't read in thirty thirty years or whatever, um, I'm like, oh, this is this is awesome. But I had a pretty visceral reaction when i read this the other night because yeah i haven't probably read this in maybe 30 years or something and just like you i read it a lot at the time when it when it came out but yeah i kind of had a very visceral like gut punch reaction i'm like oh my god i remember these panels and this picture and this and that and oh it's oh boy and i think i used to just you know, back then we didn't have all the money in the world, right? So like, you'd buy a book and you'd reread it. Oh yeah. That doesn't happen anymore. Um, but like, I remember just like, I was just staring at the panels and stuff. Mm-hmm. And so like, some of these panels like instantly like bring me back to those places because I just remember them so vividly. This is my maiden voyage. Wow. Yeah. So I'm, I mean, yeah, we're we're colored with nostalgia. But I'm anxious to hear what you, as a new reader, yeah. Just like, just like Talia got her cherry popped in this. This is Kelly's <laughs> cherry pop, right? Yep. Mm-hmm. So how did it feel? It was awesome. Like, uh, wow, good. So uh, I loved the the gritty feelness. Feelness. You can use that word. <laughs> feelness, okay, I will. Yeah, I will. Yeah, do the it. gritty feelness of this book. <laughs> very gritty. Uh, very dark. And like you guys are saying, like you could. There's no way this would be published in a monthly Batman book. Um, this is something that would be like if it was a monthly, it'd be like nowadays, not back in '87. '87 was too innocent for this stuff. Yeah, well, it was the end of innocence. Well, yeah, <laughs> I mean, th- yeah, think about like you know, I, I don't know what year Dark Knight Returns came out. '86, um, I want to say. So sounds, I mean, that sounds right. You know, I know this is like not the same, but it's a similar vein where it's like. Batman's becoming more and more edgy and kind of com- coming away from his, um, you know, campiness from the Silver Age as well as, um, you know, the 66 Batman series. So, I, you know, I, I could see why they would make something like this because of the fact that this really puts a Batman in a darker light. So this is basically, this this revolves around the Al Ghul family. Um, and... Uh, yeah, your Raish. Is that how we're going to say it? Sure. Let, let's decide right now. I like uh, saying Roz. That's how I've always said it, but I then like I heard Raish. other people say Raish. I like Raish. Let's yeah? say that. that okay. sounds, it sounds more European. Yeah, we're going to go with Raish. Sounds yeah. fancier. Can we all agree on Raish? Or we, let's come up with a new one nope. where we can all be happy. Let's say Ra. Ra. Oz. Ra. Oz. That sounds good. Um, so. This is kind of like a continuation or a sequel of sorts to the Daughter of the Demon um, storyline that uh, was done by Neil Adams and, was it Denny O'Neill maybe? Yeah, it must have been. Um, Which actually was also released in one of those Treasury 
yes. edition for uh-huh. us. Dude, I used to have that one too oh, really? back in the day. Yeah. Is that the one oh, damn, where uh, Robin's in, in college? Um, I think so. Uh, mm-hmm. So it's limited collector's edition number C51. I'm pretty I sure believe. that's the right one. Is um, that the one where Robin's like kind of dead on the cover? Yeah, that's what I was going to ask. Yeah, well, yeah. and actually it opens up to... Um, I bid on that last week and I got shot. outbid. Yeah, dude, they go for so much money, dude. Oh, yeah. That's um, such a beautiful cover. But, uh, yeah, so this one uh, was, like, basically where they first got introduced to Raja Ghul and Talia, and Batman started wanting to get down to Bone Town. <laughs> and this is basically the culmination of that. And then eventually they went on to release a bunch of others, like, yeah. like spin-offs of these um, things. But this was, like, the first time that they really, like brought you know continued from that first storyline um and uh so you the very beginning if you in case you were like curious what the story was about is you see uh Ra's al Ghul um emerging from the depths of the earth yeah, yeah. like he's gonna be born like that's his thing right he just does that he dies and he gets reborn although I thought he did it in the Lazarus pit this is like I think it's more of a uh it's like the history. It's just like then. It's like mythology. It's yeah. kind of he's just he was born at the beginning of the earth. It's kind of a what well, kind of not a metaphor analogy. Showing that he's okay. an eternal but, being. Um, yeah, it is, it's just like kind of a okay, so more, he's born more mythological. Yeah, so it says the earth screams like a woman giving birth, and then he comes out. So he's born of the earth, basically, right? Right. Okay, that which is sense. his whole point because he wants to essentially destroy mankind to. So the Earth can get back to its former glory. Um, I kind of agree with him. Yeah, Yeah. (laughs) I kind of, I'm kind of on his side, (laughs) dude. That well, that's the thing. Like that's the thing about these types of villains, right? Like you could kind of see uh, something. Yeah. Uh, Before we get too far into the story, we got to talk about the cover a little bit. Yeah, maybe. Mm -hmm. So the cover was painted by Jerry Bingham. By the way, let's talk about Jerry Bingham for a little bit. Oh, gosh. He's, his art is amazing, but dude, he disappeared after yes. like ni- in the 90- at the end of the 90s. He disappeared and didn't do any comics until he, um, like 2011. I've never seen anything else he's done. Dude, he disappeared. He went into like advertising and stuff after that. Um, but in 2011, do you remember that line called Batman Confidential? We actually... Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, I think it was Batman Confidential. Did he do some of those? Didn't we review a Royal McGraw Batman comic? Yes. Yeah. Um, yeah, it was that yeah. line. Yeah, it was that line. Yeah, he came back for like a four issue series. Serious? Yeah, and he just did four issues of it. Um, oh. And then he and they left again. I don't think he's done anything ever since then. And that was like 2011. Yeah. So this, he just came back for oh, that one thing. Man. Uh, but yeah, dude, he's a hell of it's a draftsman. Incredible. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's the thing is like he probably made way better money wherever he went. Oh, for like, without where, a like, doubt, into advertising or graphic design wherever he went. Hundred percent. So I can't really blame him. But anyway, so the inside is like all watercolored and inked basically, and he does it all. The coloring is him. The inks are him. On the front, it's more of like an oil painting. Yeah. And dude, I remember like looking at this forever, and like, dude, it's a he's wearing a blue costume. Yes. Right. Yes. <laughs> With a purple cowl. Yes. Right? <laughs> Which is crazy. Like, it almost, to me, it's like maybe he wanted to convey, like, that there was different lighting there, but, like, 
if you look at it, I mean, it's straight up blue. It's a blue costume with a purple cow, which is just interesting. But it was iconic to me. Like, I remember seeing oh, this. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Just like, oh, yeah, that's the one with the Batman with the blue costume and the purple cow. And he doesn't have that on the inside. No. So I do think it was just like a stylistic but- thing. And it reminds me... Uh, when I see this image, it looks like something that could be on a video game, basically. Mm-hmm. It's like feels like a video game cover art to me. And then I started yeah. thinking about it, and one of the original Batman Nintendo games, he had like a blue costume and purple, uh, with a purple cape and cowl. And it was like one of the, it was, if it was not the very first one, I can't remember if it was... It was, yeah, I know exactly. It was the, the Batman one for NES. It was the... Based off the movie. Yeah. Yeah. Right? But yes, he did have these kind of very similar colors yeah so yeah. i think that maybe that's why i'm pulling that from it but yeah this definitely looks like it could be a video game cover art too but then the very first picture that you see inside kind of the uh what is this called the, the frontis title page yeah. thank you it's like his the way he draws batman in this it's very um neil adams very yeah. jim aparo it's very that that school where yeah, it is a man right yeah and batman looks got, like a man in, wearing in like a, in a, a costume, costume. Yeah. yeah but that is to me um that's the sweet spot yeah, i mean like I that's that's the kind of batman that i love you know granted i used to love just the hugely exaggerated you know the todd mcfarland cover where it's just like a cape that has to be 40 feet long and like and and the Bray Fogel stuff where the angles and like the shoulders like come up into these yeah. crazy points and like they he looks like a monster sometimes. But but when I see it, this Aparo and Neil Adams and and Jerry Bingham, um, it's just like it's just incredible. And I, man, I miss that style. Yeah, I really do. But you know, I'm old. So, <laughs> and this is the sweet spot. This is you know. But to Callie's point, this was when when this was published, it was pretty dark. This was after Dark Knight Returns. This was after uh, Year One, I believe. Yeah, Batman Year One, and so like they were kind of taking a, a little bit of a turn towards the dark, uh, which the story is pretty dark. There's some some gruesome stuff in there, and but his but his too. costume yeah. is very old school. Yeah. It's yeah. very seventies ish. Yeah. So it's an interesting dichotomy. Yeah the, yeah, the blue and gray with the yellow like uh like shield is yeah. that's so good to me. Like oh, that's my Batman yeah. for sure. Yeah. And it makes more sense to have an armored Batman. It like I get yeah. that. Like it makes sense, but Right. Like this Batman to me was more cool because he wore spandex and <laughs> still didn't get shot and still didn't <laughs> yeah. get hurt. Like to me he's more badass, dude, than like the Well one he got, he gets shot and hurt, but yeah, but yeah, well, that's the thing is like, yeah. He, but he's not wearing his stupid no, yeah, exactly. Ro- he's more of a man. Like he can yeah. take yeah. the bullet, you know. Um, actually, uh, year one came out the same year that this came out. Okay, all right. Yeah, it seems like you're right on that. Um, so basically, um, this opens up. You're looking at the Gotham City Chemical Plant, uh, not Ace Chemicals. They should have. They should have made it the Ace <laughs> Chemicals, but it seems like a similar deal. Right, and they, there's these terrorists. They want to get these chemicals here to launch warfare. Right, and they all seem to have a cue carved into their into their flesh in various places. In their faces, yeah. So yeah. it's like in their cheeks or in their forehead. Yep, and uh, and but they're already busted, right? Like when they're basically when they're on the scene, Gotham PD is already there. Right, Gordon's already got the bat symbol up in the air. Um, 
And and it's a standoff at this point. Mm-hmm. Uh, so they have got hostages. hostages. Yeah. Yep. This dirtbag grabs a pregnant lady and puts an Uzi to her head. Dude, and I remember that from when I was young. Too. Starts carving a Q yeah. in her face. Yeah, I remember like that. It's just like, holy shit, this yeah. is crazy. Yeah, this pregnant is, lady. Yeah, yeah, this is like really dark. And then Batman just like punches the dude in the back of the head. And, like, <laughs> dude, it's so awesome. It yeah. throws this uh, classic smoke bomb and uh, kind of disappears a little. Now on, and, and yeah, so, so they start freaking out because somebody's attacking them. Uh, he's starting to throw some smoke bombs, Batman that is. So he's creating chaos and confusion. And then on page six, when I saw this again, I, I kind of, I, it hit me in the gut. The very first panel, he's got these kind of yellow eyes. I remembered that so specifically. Really? And then in the next one, he's, he looks a little bit exaggerated. He looks a little more creature-esque. Yeah. Which is one of the rare times in this book when he does. Well, because, like, yeah, that's the only way, because they try to make it realistic, and that's the only way they could do it is having it obscured by smoke. Right. To make it look that way. But then he, he, he busts their ass, and then on page seven, you finally get the first full shot of him, which is one of my favorites. It's just mm-hmm. incredible. Uh, his his the his cape is completely obscuring his entire body, pretty much. You can see a little bit of his leg in his boots, but just the cape is just so awesome. Mm-hmm. They're counting down. They want him. You know, we're gonna we're gonna shoot this pregnant lady if you don't come up. If you don't come out, they start counting down. You know, three, two, one, and he comes out and he says, "Time's up." Yeah, he has a couple of lines like that. In yeah, his actually, where, <laughs> one-liners. Yeah, exactly. Badass one-liners. Trying to be a badass. Yeah. And th- this oh, surprised me. So yeah, this is gnarly. This dude's bullet, like it, one of them, it pierces Batman in the in the chest, and then it hit one of them hits like this toxic the chemicals, chemicals yeah. splashes his face, and his face is just, like oozing off. Like it, it melts away. Yeah, yeah, it's like melting off, and he's like screaming. And uh, and Batman's like looks like he got you first. Yeah. That's well, the well, you have to you have to yeah. set up the that's the punchline. You have to set yeah. up the joke. He, the the guy's face melts off and he looks kind of like a primate. But he says, "God damn you!" And then Batman says, "Looks like he got you first. Yeah. <laughs> it's Dude, awesome. I can see like him walking away and he's like, "Hey, Alfred, did you hear that? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> was that a good delivery or what? Very good, Master Bruce. <laughs> but dude, that scene where his face is melting off is crazy. The dude's oh, yeah. like on the ground. He's dropped his gun. He has w- one hand on the ground, one hand on his face, <laughs> oh, and there's just horrible. it looks like it's like a waterfall yeah. of flesh down onto the ground. <laughs> Gnarly. Yeah, it's crazy. And then dude, yeah, and then he passes out and. And Batman, he he's kind of smiling in the next panel, dude. He's just like, dude, I just burned him so hard. <laughs> totally nailed that line. That's one thing that's pretty like um, uh, consistent throughout this book is that Batman, like, he he doesn't necessarily like like. There's a couple parts where people are like almost die or do die, and he doesn't even care. He's just like whatever. Like he even like we'll get to the point later, but when he hands Talia uh, like a, a machine gun, and he just lets her like open fire on people, and he doesn't even care. So that's a good time to bring this up. So um, this actually, reading this, it feels quite often like a different Batman than what we're used to. Mm-hmm. Um, I've heard, I was watching some YouTube videos on this where somebody said this was an Elseworlds title. Um, oh. And it, it isn't because the first Elseworlds was right. uh, Mike Mignola's thing. Gotham by Gaslight. Yeah, and that came out after this. So yeah. it, it wasn't an official Elseworlds title, but um, he definitely hmm. feels to me like... 
he could be a different Batman, especially when he gets all happy at the yeah. end, later towards the end, right? <laughs> well, that's, yeah, that's one of my favorite lines. Yeah. We'll get to that. <laughs> yeah, we'll get to that. But like, just the fact that like some of the things he says seem off to me. Mike yeah. Barr, Mike Barr, who wrote this, he's familiar with Batman. He wrote Brave and the Bold forever, and he created Batman and the Outsiders. Um, and so, like, oh, nice. He, okay. Yeah, which is interesting. Um, we can talk about that after, but uh, yeah. So he's very familiar with Batman. Uh, so it's just interesting to me that this feels sometimes like a different Batman. Maybe Batfleck. Yes, yeah, this is Batfleck. Yeah, no, this is Bat Demon. This is <laughs> so much better than Batfleck, dude. Um, but yeah, I mean, I the, oh man, that's that's really interesting. I I'm gonna have to read it again, thinking about that uh, in that context. Uh, just rereading it again after all this time, it just, it just, um, it seemed like very much a product of its time. Not that it's like, it, it is still very timeless in a way. I mean, cause it didn't seem dated to yeah, me. It, it still holds yeah. up. Absolutely. And, but, but it also seemed like, well, this is the time when they were trying to turn Batman a little bit darker. Right. And so, so that's just the way that I read it in that context that's the way that i saw it um but that's that's very interesting so i'll have to reread i, I, I mean we, we can we'll discuss later i guess after we've talked about the whole thing why this could be like a separate universe but oh. um anyway but, but something happens at the end of this that makes it into the universe proper well actually no i think no? that's the thing that makes it a separate universe up until somebody decided uh, that it was the universe proper okay uh, because yeah, we'll get to it. Well, later. All right, well, yeah, that makes sense. All right, uh, we'll get to it later. So basically, Batman has destroyed this entire terrorist organization. Um, he, the rest of them, the ones that are still left, are flying out on a helicopter. Batman somehow jumps up to the helicopter, even though he's been shot. Yeah, yeah dude. <laughs> and I don't. He isn't using a grappling gun. No, as far not. as I can see, he's jumped up to this helicopter. Of course, dude. He leaps off the like off the the tower. See, he's like right there. Yeah, he's climbing up the. And he jumps from okay. the tower. It's parallel. Oh yeah, yeah, right. The, yeah, the yeah. It's still a hell of a jump. Yeah, it's, yeah. yeah it is. But, you know, it's Batman. But and this is what actually is like. That's what is so cool about this because he's setting up like you know who Batman is, what he can do, and which contrasts uh, later against what he's what he's ready to give up. You know, so. Right now, he's ready to do anything. Um, he doesn't have a lot at stake right now, and so he will do stupid shit. Later, he has some something at stake, and, yes. he, and he questions his motives. But right now, he just jumps in. He doesn't care. He straight up crashes a helicopter. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's true. He killed all those fools. That's what I'm saying. That's like, true. I, know, I like, never thought about he that. He doesn't even like, care for He straight for up life, kills. Dude. Yeah, there is just, three people. There's three guys in that helicopter. He just blows it up. And he's he's cool. Yeah, and uh, so and this happens in Gotham Harbor or whatever. Yes. Um, and Commissioner Gordon's like, "Well, time to call the Bat Cleanup Squad, dude. We we don't have a Batman anymore." Yeah. And the Batman comes up out of the water, gasping, and he asks about the how the hostages are. Yeah. And then he's like, tells his doctor like to ignore one of the guys, one of the terrorists. One of the terrorists. He's, he's like, "Help right. this pregnant woman now," you know. Right. And then. Uh, which I actually like. I can I can buy that. Yeah. Right. A child needs his parents. It's a terrible thing for a child to have to grow up alone. Yeah. You know. So he he's, he's like, did I mention that my parents died? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that happens like five times in the story. 
he's just like tries to force that into the conversation. Yeah. It, well, oh yeah. Well, you it's think like, you've got a bad. What about the kids whose parents died? Okay, yeah. Batman, we get it. <laughs> like like Bruce Wayne, for example, his parents died. <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm just using that just you know just. just for, I just throw that one out. Yeah. Right, but yeah, you know. So then he's like swinging, and then he decides he's like I'm gonna walk for a while, and he like passes out in this alley and has the same dream. See, he says that Gotham Harbor is like a sewer, and so he's obviously infected. He's been shot. Yeah, yeah starts actually, having a fever nightmare. I really like the imagery of that actually, because oh, when they say that, it's just like, oh yeah, dude, he was just in the nastiest like river. Oh yeah, that you can think of. Yeah, exactly. And with open wounds, and and it's really cool because he's been so badass and reckless. Some might say. Yeah. And he like lands in an alley and he just he passes out. And is it crime alley? I don't know. Ooh. It seems like it might be. Um, but then he says every time he closes his eyes, he watches his parents die, dude. That's the guy who's got problems. That sucks. Yeah. yeah. Now this next page, I really like this because it almost shows an evolution of like straight from creature to man. Um so when when he's sitting yeah, he's in this chair, a, having a nightmare, and the imagery is definitely exaggerated. It's like sure. man bat in his window. Right. The next panel is like that vampire bat from that Elseworld story. <laughs> the red red rain. Red rain. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. 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 And then it's him waking up screaming, "Father, no, no, I." So before mm. before that part, um, part of this dream when he watches his parents die, one thing I noticed. What do you notice about this scene? He's crying. Well, that that happens all the time. Okay. Every time they've shown this. <gasps> he did not grab her pearl necklace. There's no pearls, dude. He's just got her purse. There's not a pearl to be found in hey, this. Hey, yeah. I like that. That right there shows this is an elsewhere else. Because <laughs> there's no pearls. Have you ever seen this flashback without any pearls? I don't think so, dude. No, it always has pearls. Yeah. This makes me like it even more. <laughs> I know, right? Stupid <laughs> pearls, yeah. Mike Barber's like, dude, screw the pearls. Yeah, man, yeah. that's great. Yep. Oh, man. So, yeah, so he's having a fever dream, basically. Um, he screams, Father, no, I... Which is probably how he wakes up all the time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Who brought him home? Who dragged him to the Batcave? Yeah, exactly. So he got found in the alley, um, and you can see the silhouette of... Some Ooh. some sexy dude with nice hips, <laughs> and then uh, and then yep, yeah, you find out that it's Talia. Talia's back, dude. Uh, and <coughs> she doesn't waste any time, man. Sorry, no. She doesn't waste any time. She's already kissing on him, dude. He's got broken ribs or whatever, but he, she doesn't care. Yep. And on on, him. on uh, page sixteen, where he you know he's he's being his regular Batman badass. He's like, no, I'm not gonna. Get better. I'm not going to convalesce. Let's let's go do this. Um, it's a very small panel. It's where he's pulling on his mask. That I think that awesome. picture is incredible. Yes. Yeah, it's cool. Very good texture. Does, yeah, this the the texture of the fabric. It just looks incredible. And he goes to see Commissioner Gordon. He's like, "What's going on with these terrorists?" He says, "All of these guys who have the Q carved into them. They're all this. Um, they're all the followers of this terrorist named Kane." Wait, wait, wait. We don't know that yet. Because Talia's looking for Kane. And oh, he's does asked, she say that? She's let's later after this this uh, doctor killed himself or whatever. But it literally says that. Yeah, on right, the, what here, he right just here. Read, he right read here. They're, they're saying word. a terrorist and murderer. Like his name's like Kane. <laughs> oh, well, they're talking about yeah, Kane. You're right. And Kane is is hooked up with Sorry, this. Sorry, I gotta admit, with General Yasid of Gal- Galathia, who is pretty much just Omar Gaddafi. Right. Yeah. Who was you know. Alive and a, so thing, thing. a thing back then. <laughs> here's, here's my thinking on reading this. I okay. believe that the pronunciation of Cain is Cain. Cain. Because they say like that it's, it's based Agu. off of the namesake. 
<laughs> it's based off the namesake Cain, but to, like in the Bible. but to me, Cain seems like it could be like a like a Middle Eastern name or something. All right, that so makes sense. We're gonna go with that for now. Okay, I can do it. Remind me. Yeah, I will. I'll, I'll correct you every time it happens. Okay, thank you. So yeah, so Tali has got an interest in this, uh, but we don't know quite what it is yet. Um, and then uh, Batman wants to know why were those terrorists trying to steal those barrels. Right. Because they weren't explosive, they weren't poison or anything like that. It was an experimental preparation, says Commissioner Gordon, to be used it. And then it it leads him to this other, uh, what's this word? Pluviculture. Yeah, pluviculture is the the science of controlling weather. The science of rain making, as yeah. Batman says, yeah. So, which leads him to Blaine Pearson Research and Dr. A, Harris Blaine. A tribe to do like a dance and make it happen? They didn't think about that, I guess. Dude, they don't have any Native Americans in the DCU. Name one. Uh, Big Chief. What is, yeah. it, what is his name? Sean? Oh, yeah, his shit. name is Chief, yeah. No, you're thinking it's of Tomahawk a... from X-Force. No, no, no. Super Friends. No, the yeah, big, his uh... name oh, yeah, that's Apache right. Super Chief. Friends. Apache Chief. Yeah, yeah. Right. Oh, thank you. Yeah. I think Crisis straight killed Apache Chief off, oh, dude. man, that sucks. Yeah, so they, didn't, they weren't left with any... Damn it! Yeah, <laughs> so no more pluvicultures. Is that is that the only Native American in the DC? Jeez, probably. No, actually, there's a new. Uh, well, that doesn't count anymore because it was New Fifty Two. Raven, she was Native American. For reals? Yeah. I just huh. found out. No, Raven is straight Satan. In in the New Fifty Two version, oh, Earth One. Well, that's already been Earth done. One Raven. Yeah, it's all the New Fifty Two. In case you guys wanted to know, yeah, uh, a, I do. Pl- a pluviophile is somebody who loves the rain. Oh. Is wow. pluvia the rain? I'm a pluviophile. Well, actually, in French, rain terrain is pluvoir. Oh, okay. Yeah, so it, okay. which is probably a Latin root. Um, I consider myself an ophile about many things, but now I'm now a pluviophile <laughs> as well. <laughs> we won't get it. We won't get into the other ones. <laughs> oh my god! Not on the record, at least. <laughs> Why? Because you have a record. Shh. <laughs> He has lots of records. He's in the LTV. <laughs> so, the, uh, changing the subject. So, uh, Dr. Harris Blaine, when he gets there, uh, Blaine is passed out. Well, he's not passed out. When he's Batman just straight gets, up dead. Yeah, when Batman things. gets there, I'm sorry. It's a little too much to drink. Because there's strychnine on, and there's strychnine on the floor, right? right? And a, oh, oh, go sorry. Ahead. No, 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 no. no, no. You, Spence, please. I'll just go ahead. <laughs> so, no, as we're going, uh, <laughs> these people barge in, they're like, he's dead? And Batman's like... Including yes. his son. Yeah, his son is like, I can't believe yeah. he's dead, right? Dad? Oh, no. Like He's ripped out a page of a book. Yep, and it's in his book. hand. So Batman takes that as a clue. And there's also a Pluvia Culture file that Batman takes as well. Pluvia file. Pluvia file. Thank you. Like me. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then uh, he storms out, and then he's asking... Okay, hold on. Can, okay. can I stop you real quick? Yeah, go ahead. Yeah. Before he storms out? Yeah. Um, like one thing that Mike Barr did that was so good is like he really showed the detective part here, yes, right? I like yeah. that. And, I, and it was on purpose. It wasn't subtle at all, actually. It felt like uh, I play the, the Telltale Batman games and they do the same thing. It's like you have to look around this room and you have to find the thing that's going to lead you to the next thing. And that's what, he, what they were doing. And each panel is like a different clue, basically. And it's him analyzing. But it's really cool because you don't, you don't, a lot of times you don't see that in Batman, right? Like, <laughs> And the fact that uh, later you'll see Ray Shagul calls him detective all the time. So yeah, he, that's what he, so he really hits that home that, yeah, dude, he's doing some actual detective work. There's a work straight up lineup in, on page 20. Yes. Everyone that comes in, yeah. 
they are introduced. They clearly state who they are and how they're related yeah, to the, to the victim, and it's it's awesome. I I really I mean it's kind of uh, I guess uh, what's the word I'm looking for? It's kind of cliche or whatever, but it works super it's, well. It's yeah, it's on the nose a little bit. Yeah, like, but it's great. But it it totally is awesome actually because like they've established that boom, this dude is right. a detective. And so, that's one thing I I, I I'm kind of like. Not upset, but like kind of disappointed in like current stuff. That Batman's not as much of a detective anymore. It doesn't seem like anyway. Yeah, I know for a long time they were trying to like. I remember growing up like in the nineties and stuff, and even the early two thousands, they were trying to use actual detective comics to be more the detective side <laughs> of Batman. Oh yeah, and then the Batman stuff would be like just that more action and, stuff. Yeah. yeah, but I don't know if they do that. I haven't read Detective. So before. apparently. The next Batman movie that that, that they're gonna make is it be like Sherlock Holmes. Well, no, but the the director Matt Reeves, I think, who made Christopher Reeves. <laughs> oh, okay. Hey, you, Chris, know, you know what Christopher Reeves' name was before he got paralyzed? Oh my gosh! Oh man. no, dude, I'm gonna stop. Oh god. That was a really good joke, Kelly. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> I love that joke. Oh, too bad you guys couldn't hear it here uh, because we've got sponsors that we have to appease. Uh, we have to yeah. appease the the people paying our stuff. Um, so <laughs> Batman is approaching. Draws out. Rosh Raish is all gross. Rice. Rice. Um layer with Talia and there's a really cool panel of his reflection in the side of the plane and I just I really like the imagery that's portrayed there what does it mean Kelly it means that he it means that there's like a Batman inside and a Batman outside of him it's yeah it's just like a reflection well, there's you know? just a yeah, light <laughs> and... double Batmans <laughs> it's um, just so... the way the light hits glass and then it exactly, exactly. Okay. yeah so he gets in, lands, and uh, there's a this guard that's like acting all tough, and Batman takes his gun, and, like punt, elbows him in the throat. Yeah, because he's like, I love when they act tough, and I just like put them down. And uh, someday you boys will learn, is what he says. Yeah. So like, he he walks in, and uh, Raza Ghoul Raish Rah Raiz is uh, <laughs> moving his pit. It looks like or creating a new pit. I think so. They're building an. Uh, at least a new access point. Yeah, and he's got a hood and all this stuff on. And he realizes that Talia's walking up and she, he's like, who accompanies you? And uh, then all of a sudden he's like, ah, oh, the detective. And he's like, I'm, I should have known, you know. Um, so then he, he claps his hands. And then he invites him to dinner. Now you're just looking at the pictures again, <laughs> Kelly. He invites him to dinner. He claps his hands and then you and see Batman, Batman's back. And, and then there's a guy like kind of looking next to him. And then... There's like this white tablecloth. <laughs> so this, so this is actually the first Raiz Al Ghul, Raish Al Ghul story I ever read. I knew who he was. Um, uh, I don't think I'd ever read any until this. This was the first one I had read at this point, and their relationship I think is just utterly fascinating. Yeah, um, because he they respect each other. So much, and uh, Raish knows that he is a a the Batman is a man of honor. That he is uh, smart. He calls him the d- detective, which I love. And but they do respect each other, even though they are enemies, enemies, and antagonistic towards each other. But there still is a 
admiration and respect, well, which he, I, th- yeah. I think that is incredible. Well, he seems generally stoked to see Batman, actually. Yeah. Like, when Batman shows up, like, you wonder, it's like, oh, man, is there going to be a confrontation? It's no, like, dude, oh, they have dinner, man. Yeah. 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 It's like his what's well, his son in law. I mean, wouldn't you I mean, treat it's, your son in law that way? Well, it seems not son in law at the time, but he's it's very James Bondish. Yeah. Because they always you know, they always have good drinks and right. uh, a dinner or whatever as you know, they have their master plan other, yeah. and show them the sharks with lasers on their heads and whatever. <laughs> but uh so it, it's very reminiscent of that. But I I've I always really dug that aspect of. and it's cool too because I, I you know batman knows that that exists and that like when he walks in he's not scared that he, he's not trying to fight at all like he just elbowed that dude in the throat and he just keeps walking like he knows that he doesn't have anything to be worried about because rachel is not going to take him out in his own house he's right. going to bring him to the dinner table right so, yeah yeah then, i like that part um batman brings up uh the gentleman's name Q or Cain. Cain brings up him, and 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 all of a sudden, the demeanor of Race changes, and he's like, "How dare you bring up his name?" And then he tells a story about how Cain uh, killed his <laughs> wife and shoved shoved her into the uh, Lazarus pit and killed her. Well, I'm sorry. Wait, nope. I'm jumping ahead of myself here. Why? Why was? Cain upset at Raish because he, he because Raish sent out his troops um, to Hiroshima the same day it was bombed and his parents were part of that that group that he sent out yeah. um, and they were killed in the blast so that's why um, Cain was pissed so this what is fascinating a, a small throwaway line but briefly detected during the last world war I had an organization of my own which I often used to combat the Axis powers, which means he's kind of just out there by himself. It looks like in a submarine. Right. Not even with, you know, the like the, 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 the allied um, nations, but he's just kind of out there on his own, just like trying to take out Axis, Axis, excuse me, powers, which I think is yeah, that's cool. kind of cool. He has his own, because, you know, he's not going to be part of a, of a nation of another organization he has his own thing going on right for his own means which i think is kind of cool very fascinating and so um talia wants to join in on this uh venture to go take care of this so, uh so cain it was it was an accident oh, right yeah. like yeah he didn't shove her into the lazarus pit he discovered the lazarus pit on accident and then uh the mom uh mm-hmm. was just like oh no stop because it was supposed to be a secret and he freaks out and then accidentally hits her right. into the Lazarus pit, which kills her. I, apparently, she can't come out of the Lazarus pit alive again. I guess. I, I, guess. I don't know. I thought you had to build up uh, immunity to it or something. It you be. have to be dead and it brings you back to life, right? So, just whatever, whatever you're not, you'll become that thing. So, if you're alive, you'll become dead. And if you're dead, you become alive. That makes sense to me. Right. So, yep. And so now uh, Talia's sitting on daddy's lap, literally. <laughs> I'm not even joking about yeah. that. And uh, he's petting her head, and they just say, "You know what, Batman? Uh, I think we're on the same side here. I think we could. I think uh, whatever's happening in Gotham City uh, may be related to this Cain guy. Uh, we should work together. Do you accept my offer?" He says, "Yes." Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden, he's like, "If you accept my offer, then you have to accept my daughter." Yeah, that seems like like they should have laid the offer, the whole offer, out on the table, right? Right. I mean, he doesn't seem. He seems fine with it. Yeah, I'm right. sure he's attracted well, to her. And, then, and she even explains, hey, we're actually already married. 
That's what I was saying earlier. Yeah, he that he, they already are married. No, they get married on this page. No, he says right here. This is she says this is our chamber. Right, ours alone. That's the page my, after my where they get actually yeah. get married. My father once married us in an attempt to keep you from interfering with his plans. Okay, so in, this is a this long is time ago. way yeah. previous. Yeah, in his country, only the consent of the bride is required for, for marriage. marriage. So they're already married even and before I consented they show readily. Up here together. Yeah. Right. Okay. So then, what was that whole thing where he says, "Do you accept my offer?" Yes. Because and then I, says, do you, then she says, do you, or no, he says, do you still accept my offer? And I he do. says, I do. Yeah. Like, it's like a wedding thing. So I think yeah. previously, I think Batman was in denial that he was married to her. And then at this point, because he's like, well, shouldn't we have a ceremony? Yeah. And she's like, no, we are, we already yeah. are married. I remember, he says, but it's hard for me to consider that marriage real. Right. Yeah. So I think it's. So when he said, I do on the last page, that's when he finally considered it real. Correct. Is what I is what I'm guessing. So it takes him two pages to start having sex after that happened. So yes. he said I do, um, where he considered it real, and then two pages after that, they're already getting down to Bat Town. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> He's well, playing in the Bat Cave, if you will. As as a young man and as a 43 year old, on page uh, what is this? Page 31. AC are changing. Oh, yeah. I really like that panel. <laughs> yeah, dude. And I read I this stuff do. in fifth grade, man. And I was like, I can't tease this is why I read it so much. <laughs> it wasn't for the other stuff. Yeah. And I, like, I've always kind of had a hearty for, for now, Talia. He, here's the thing is this, this page is important. Um, Teach us, Professor. So Please. I can give away the end right now if you want. Listeners, what do you say? Uh, yeah, because <laughs> we know the end. We just read it today. Everybody, send your text your votes to. Um, uh, yeah, never mind. <laughs> okay, let's go ahead, Kelly. So anyway, it's important that they that they bang it. Um, now, let's um, just say that he was uh, successful. Kelly, are you cool if we start calling you professor? Yes, of course. Because you did teach a comic book class. I did, yes. Oh, that's true. Okay. So your new nickname on the podcast is called The Professor. Okay. And I'm going to be Dr. John. The Professor and Dr. John show. Perfect. Okay. Let's name it that instead. (laughs) Okay. Uh, um, So then Batman goes to train uh, troops of Raish Al Ghul, the demon head. Um, Yeah, he's teaching them how to fight mm -hmm. in that. This is, I guess, page 32 of this. Boy, Batman sure looks skinny right there. Yeah, well, actually, he looks slim on a few of these. Actually. Yes, that's what I like about his. There's another one. Actually, yeah. I think that they photoshopped this one though. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, maybe around the hips they took a little bit off. <laughs> Why did you Photoshop a comic book drawing, dude? You just draw it differently. <laughs> so it's definitely Photoshop. Good call, Cal. This comic's so fake. <laughs> Can I get some real pictures here? Oh, <laughs> look what happens on the next page, folks. Qaddafi finally meets Cain. Cain. Cain looks like an ape. Dude, he's gotten buffer oh, since dude, he's he's like huge. the old yeah. days. He was a scrawny little boy, and now he's like this like mean. He's dude. got some badass scars, and he's got a white eye uh, across that. Uh, he looks like a Bond villain, are. kind of for sure, hundred percent. What, what would cause you to get a white eye? Apparently, uh, getting oh, your eyes slot sliced out because uh, he's got the scars across going across that eye. Do you think those claws are from? Um, Magpie? Don't. <laughs> God damn. <laughs> Only if he had a shiny eye. Um, so here's a f- funny thing I find. Like, 
Uh, and it showed this a little bit earlier too, but Batman's hanging out in Ra's al Ghul's like lair or whatever, like with all those people, right? Um, right? And then he's sitting here playing chess with them on this page, and Batman's still in costume all the time. They know he's Bruce Wayne, right? Like, yes, he never takes it off except yeah. to bang. Tully. And it's like, and it's awkward because he'll be in a room full of people, and every single person is just dressed like regular. Well, here, yeah. and he's in a costume. But see, he. He is Batman. His his persona is Bruce Wayne. So he's more comfortable in his costume than out of it. Yes. So why didn't he have sex in costume? Dude, how are you going to get your wiener out of two layers of underwear? He can do it. He's yeah. Batman. Dude, okay. you right. don't think Batman could do it? No. Dude. I don't think he could. Why didn't he leave his mask on if he's more comfortable? <laughs> I don't know. We skipped a super important detail. On page 35, yeah, yeah, there, there's a doctor that talks oh, yeah. to Kainan and says, because he's got a, a well, I don't know how Growth. important this is, to be completely honest. Right. They, but they it, do make it out to be pretty important. Yeah, I guess it, but anyway, he's dying. He's got a super uh, incurable disease. He's dying, so he figures he has nothing left to lose, I guess. Is, so, yeah, basically, he's going to um, either die fighting or die by taking the whole world down with him. Right. So So then they go after the chess match. Batman said, never mind, doesn't matter. Okay. Um, <laughs> so basically so what's going to happen is they're going to launch a, a weather-controlling satellite into space on this the, missile. The United States is, correct? The, the United States is helping this other place. Qaddafi. Yes. Oh, Galatia. Yeah, so Galatia, Galatia is it's their satellite, but the United States is oh, okay. one of right, 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 right. Because they're an ally to this point. Right? Yeah, he even says, "I'm uh, Batman." As they're breaking into, they're cutting through the fence. He says, "I'm not used to breaking in my own country's facilities, Talia." Right, because it's actually being launched from Cape Canaveral um, in Florida. Oh yeah, right. Um, but yeah, it's uh, it's just not the U.S. satellite. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Okay. So, and actually, I love this part where they're breaking into the fence. Where is that part? I can't find that page. You got uh, it right here, page thirty-seven. Uh, so they're breaking into the fence, but then Batman's just concerned about the dudes who are. Putting the acid on the fence, dude. Like, Batman's like, "Hey, easy with that acid spray, Donald. <laughs> yeah. It'll take the skin right off of you." I almost threw a sir a few seconds. I just love that, like, yeah, he's like, it just is like to me. Seems watch out, dipshit! Like, yeah, watch out for that acid. <laughs> like, thanks for looking out for the dude, Batman. Like, it's just, <laughs> yeah. it's just funny. So, yeah. yeah, they get in, which is cool. I love this whole sequence here, where they're this whole book is very James Bond. Yeah, it is. It's awesome. Yeah. Like nice. they're they're sneaking in, they're taking out guards as they're going. Um, yeah. They've got a team of guys uh, from Racious Peeps, and uh, and they're wanting to kill everybody. But Batman says, "Hey, come on now! I've already killed a helicopter full of people. We <laughs> don't need more." Yeah, and so yeah, and they're trying to like stop this missile from being launched. It's like mm-hmm. like almost like impossible task, right? Yeah. Like, and so uh, yep, so they get right there, and and uh, Talia's pretty badass. In fact, Talia reminds me a lot of Elektra um, hmm. because she's an assassin, right? Yeah. Like, just like Elektra is. And just like where she's, like, kicking all these dudes' asses, she, it, you could totally put Elektra in um, place of her here. Yeah, that's true. It, it, she, so she's, like, basically Batman's Elektra. Um, because it's, like, a similar thing, right, where she, like, you know, uh, she went away forever and then, like, it's always been in the back of Batman's mind. Right. And, and stuff. So, yeah, it is a similar 
relationship, I think. And then Batman, so, go ahead. Oh, go, no. no. I was going to say, he starts to sabotage the uh, missile being launched. But who else is also doing something to the missile, Kelly? It's also Cain. Yeah, he's trying, he's implanting something that will take control of this while Batman and the Al Ghul gang are just trying to straight up destroy it because they, they know that that Cain is going to probably try to take this over. Which could be weaponized, right? Like, Correct. Because if you can control a nation's weather, you're going to basically control the nation. So. Right. And Cain uh, comes, actually, he sees Batman come sliding down the ladder, lands right on top of him, and uh, but then they, they start fighting. Uh, the soldiers of Cape Canaveral are shooting at Talia. She runs to the uh, uh, cutout ditch, I guess. Uh, Batman um, figures that Cain uh, is going to get blasted by the rocket and that that'll take care of him. So he dives into the ditch with Talia, figures that it's probably all done. They get back to the uh, demon's head, uh, whatever it's called. Headquarters. Headquarters um, as they're landing a, a nurse type lady says, Miss Talia, a word. And uh, Batman goes up to Raish, gives them the load, gives him the lowdown. And um, Talia's got some news for for old Batman. I'm with child. Um, yeah. Beloved, I'm with child. He says with child, and she says, "I am pregnant." You're. And then he's he's like has a very very Shatner-esque pause. Yes. You're pregnant. And then that's wonderful. He says. Yeah, but the next panel is awesome, right? Because he's just like because it could go either way. Yeah. You never want. You never know how people are, how sure. dudes are going to take that. Um, but he's so happy, and he hugs her, and like he does a double handshake afterwards. I actually really like this part because this is where Batman changes to me. Um, mm-hmm. At the beginning of the book, he mentions something about how like he doesn't want anybody else to have to know what it's like to live without a child should have their parents. Right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and so this is his chance to like. Uh, change what happened to him you know that's that's basically what Batman's been doing from the very beginning is trying to right. change what happened to him and he can't change yeah. he can't bring his parents back but he can be there for his kid mm-hmm. and I actually really love his reaction to this but this is where to me seems like like maybe a little bit out of characteristic for the Batman that like I would know like, one, of, one of my favorite lines is coming up but we'll, we'll get to that so first. the next the next panel is uh the next morning, Natalia wakes up to a note saying, uh, you can give up the kid if you want. What? And, what are you saying, dude? I'm just kidding. <laughs> like, he, like, ditches his Kelly. pregnant girlfriend. <laughs> so, they're actually, like, everybody's celebrating, having this big old party. Yeah. And then it pans down to this Even guy. Batman is drinking beer in this, yep. in this panel. And there's a part uh, where Doral, um, below that, um, where he has been caught by Cain... And they're like, talk. Oh, he's like, this, no, I'll never talk. This is a messed these, up part. These dude. two pages are burned into my mind. And Spence mm-hmm. as well. I know. We've talked about this. Yeah, but. I remember these so well. It's <sighs> crazy that like... Yeah, I just remember like not necessarily being like uh, queasy or scared or anything. And I didn't think it was awesome either. I just was like... And my fifth grade mind was just like, this is hardcore. Like, yeah. like I like had never thought that something, you know... Like yeah, this like violent or evil could happen. It's pretty gnarly. Uh, Cain is—they've uh, been torturing this fellow. 
he finally, the one of the Al Ghul soldiers that they caught, he, he says, finally, he, he breaks and he says, I'll talk, I'll talk. And so, uh, so they remove the, uh, what's, what's this called around his mouth? False tooth. Uh, uh, what's this gag? called? Oh, a gag. A gag, thank yeah. you. They remove the gag and uh, all of a sudden, Cain realizes that this is a ruse. He shoots his hand out, catches this man's mouth, and he, th- and he says, this guy is not going to talk. He's just trying to kill himself with a cyanide tooth. Rips out his tooth, which has always freaked me out. <laughs> and with, with the blood from his mouth, draws a cue <laughs> on his forehead, which, so which then ends dude. the page. And then on the next page, there's a couple panels of blackness. And then just a red panel of this guy screaming, please, because he's obviously been tortured and he's just spilling information. And blood, too. Yeah, he's yeah. just been he's been brutalized to the point of no return. He's just giving up every secret he has. And Cain says, and and he's like, you, the, the, the man, he's like, you told me you'd kill me with no pain if I told you everything. I have. Keep your promise. Just kill me. And and. Cain says, uh, so you have and so I will. I'm keeping my promise. And then he re- reaches and I guess just squashes his head yeah, because he's... blood is squirting everywhere. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He yeah. doesn't break his neck because no. blood is just squirting everywhere. Well, you yeah. see his face getting more red. Uh, yeah, it's true. So he... he says, well, I kept half my promise. And he killed he him, but not without yeah. pain. Yeah, like, dude, I, yeah. Those two pages are scorched into my brain. I didn't know that I had remembered those scenes until I looked at the book. Right. And it was just like, oh my gosh. Yeah. Yeah, It was crazy. But yeah, it was pretty hardcore. And then uh, there's a full-on assault that comes up. So Uh there's important detail right here. Oh, yes, yes, yes. So Batman's super happy that Talia is pregnant, so he gives her a necklace. Okay. Hold on, this is my favorite part. Okay, all right, go ahead. It's my favorite part and also the worst part. Uh, Talia says, Beloved, I have never been so happy. And Batman says, Neither have I. As a matter of fact, I've never been happy at all. I, I like yeah. it. Oh, this is so sad, dude. That's <laughs> yeah. so sad. Just that line. As a matter of fact, I've never been happy at all. I like it. This is the same I'm dude. glad. <laughs> This is the same dude that slaps Robin and says, my parents are dead. (laughs) It's so sad and it's so cheesy and it's really good at the same time. It's great. I love it because of like how like, yeah. sad, like how he's just setting and him up for the biggest fall. And he's surprised. He's like, oh, yeah. yeah, this is kind of yeah. cool. Dude, it's nice to be yeah. happy. It, like, it, this crushes you later. Oh, man. And he, he gives her a nice necklace, which comes into play on the very last page of the book. So then there's an assault, and uh, Batman starts kicking the crap out of these dudes on ropes. And again, very James Bond. They're yep. they're uh, what's the term? They're repelling. Uh, repelling. Thank yeah. you. Shit. <laughs> repelling down. They're attacking this this fortress. Very James Bond. And Talia's shooting back, and he's like, "Get out of here! Um, you can't be out here. You're pregnant. You're gonna protect our baby, and I gotta protect you and our baby." Yeah. And locks her out. So, so for her, it's a big deal because she was raised by Rachel Gould, right? So right. she can handle her own, right? So it totally takes her off guard that Batman's being so overly protected. And it's weird. It's it's a weird. It thing. is weird. It's like a I don't know. It's almost like animalistic. It's like when when a mother like animal has a baby mm-hmm. becomes super protective over that baby without even realizing the animal doesn't think. 
I need to protect this baby. It's just instinct, right? Right. Which is what seems to be kicking in here for Batman, yeah. too. So they're blowing crap up. Batman gets away, talks to Ra's al Ghul, and, uh, and then he tells Ra- Ra's al Ghul that uh, Cain wants him, not, you know... And and then Ra's is like, well, he also wants the Lazarus pit. Right. And Batman's like, I'm done. He's like, what do you mean? Like, explain yourself. And uh, in the meantime, as as they're talking, um, there's a big. There's still more assault on the like deeper into the the headquarters. Hold um, on. So tr- yeah, Kelly's trying to get out of here really quick. So we're skipping some stuff. I'm not. Tra- no. So well, you told him to explain himself, but then you skipped over what the explanation was. Oh, sorry. Atalia's safety is all that matters to me now. And as soon as possible, I'm getting out of getting out of here. So that's what. That's what. Uh, to me, that's. What Rachel Ghoul is seeing right now mm-hmm. is everything that he had tr- helped train Batman to be is dissolving, is going away because of the fact right. that Batman now is wanting to be a dad, right? right? Right, and it's important to note too. I guess I I did I totally forgot about this part, but she can he, she's listening in and hearing Batman say this to Rachel Ghoul, yeah, and, and so I think that 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 foreshadows what's going to happen here in a minute. Yeah, so basically Batman's wanted to be out of the game, and that's not why they brought Batman over here. Uh, right. I, I think this is really well written for this because of this, because it's like um, they brought Batman in to do a job, and he does it, and he shows like at the beginning how like reckless he is. He doesn't even care because he doesn't necessarily have anything to live for. It's almost a Batman who has kind of a death wish a little bit because yeah. because he doesn't have anything to live for, really. But right. now he does have something to live for, and he's wanting to protect the mom, the baby, and he himself, for the baby's sake. Right. Yeah, we're getting at. Um, and so um, there's still, you know, after the assault, there's more explosions, and then uh, wait, you skipped this part. What no, that's what I'm talking about. There's more explosion right here. Right. Well, what are they blowing up though, man? That's super they're blowing important. up. Is that the Lazarus pit? Yes. Okay. Yes. Rachel blows up the Lazarus pit, so can't Kain can't get to it. Right. And then uh, they're, the military, they're like shooting back and forth. And everybody's, all of Cayenne's guys are retreating and jumping onto their helicopters. Yeah. They're like, let's get out of here. Race is like, what, what, what about Cayenne? And they're like, don't worry about him. Like, let it be his epitaph. And then the bottom, it's cool because um, he breaks out of the ground. Kind of how like Raj al Ghul did at the beginning. 100%. Like, absolutely. And so like, he, it's like he's being reborn as like the ultimate match for Raj al Ghul. Right. It's the exact same pose as Raish breaking out of the earth. Which is same really with cool. Yeah. yeah. Um, so then he takes out a few guards and like repels down and he jumps to this helicopter and he's like, I will not die alone. Because he knows he's dying, like we talked about earlier. He knows yeah. he's sick. Right. Um, so he wants to un- unleash the stuff on the earth while when he dies or before right. he dies. So he starts so, to Oh, go ahead. Oh no, so on the next page there's another parallel actually. So um, Batman goes up to this doctor who's attending to yeah. Ghoul's man. <laughs> yeah. uh-huh. And she, he says, Dr. Talia needs an examination. And she says, but this man is, he can wait. So this is just like earlier uh-huh. uh, with when the hostages, yeah. he wanted him to not deal with the bad guys, but deal with, you know, the his pregnant family. lady. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that's, so it was like foreshadowing like the whole time, which is crazy. It's, yeah. it, I love that, dude. Very well written. And then Cain starts to uh, take over the weather satellite he starts to um 
uh, bring it bring it to bear and uh, come down on on some specific countries and nations. Uh, which country is he doing this? Uh, to the Soviet, Soviet Union. Yeah, he's okay. going to hit Moscow. Gaddafi is not cool with this, uh, wants to stop it. He says, are you deaf? Stop this immediately. And this, again, this... Dude, he's just, like, brutal. This half page is burned into our collective yeah. brains. Me and Spence, we talked about this. He grabs... Cayenne uh, so grabs the, the general and just picks him up, grabs him by the rib cage. <laughs> it looks like he picks him up off the, off the ground. I don't yeah. know about that for mm-hmm. a fact. And just crushes his rib cage until there's blood squirting out and rib cages like him. his rib cages are coming through his chest and oh like yeah that's true i thought that was yeah, blood but that's true that's the actual ribs. It looks like in the shading on the the fingers look make it look like he's digging his fingers oh, into sure. his chest yeah. like poking him out yeah. yeah exactly and then gorbachev calls up <laughs> reagan and says listen you gotta the, you gotta knock this is your weather satellite i am not a crook you're <laughs> <laughs> that's Nixon, right? You are. I think you're talking about the Watchmen universe. That's awesome. You are. You are sent. Your weather satellite has sent this hurricane to attack us. If you don't call this off, we're going to launch nuclear missiles. And so Reagan says, uh, "says All right, fair enough." Um, um, then it goes back to, to Raish and Batman and Talia. So there's, yeah, they're seeing this. The, the world's about to get into a nuclear war because right. of this, right? And they they have to stop it. And they need Batman in order to help stop it. But Batman is like being the biggest puss in the world. Right? Yeah, he's kind of being and a He little... says, I thought I told you I was through, Roz. Uh, and he says, so you did. Um, but I believe, or, but I chose not to believe that you have become a coward. And, uh, he says, I'm not concerned for my own skin. I want our child to have a home and a family. If Batman would have thought this through, he would think that stopping a nuclear war would, would <laughs> yeah. help that purpose. Or not put your wiener yeah. in her, and yeah. that might help too. Good point. Um, so all of a sudden, like Talia, like it looks like she's like passes out, but they don't really show her pass out. It's just like she, her. She says she's not feeling well. Also, yeah. she just collapses. Yeah. And he's like, freaks out. Talia. And then he's in the hospital and she's in bed and she's just like, uh, he, and Batman's really concerned, you can see, but then she like turns away from him and she says, I've lost the baby. And then, like, that's the worst thing. Dude, Batman was so. Th- this is the thing that gets you because, like, Batman was saying, like, Dude, I like it. I've never felt happy in yeah, my life. Right. Yeah. And now, like, it's like losing his parents all over again. Yeah, yep. <laughs> like this is gonna spark a new Batman. Right well, and here. he's sitting in this chair, and he like you can tell that like, he's just like defeated, you know, like or like pissed. I can't. I mean, he's sad. Yeah, he's he's upset. So he walks out. And he's like, I know you are Talia. Try to get some rest because she says she's sorry. And so he comes back to Rachel Ghoul and he's like, Let's do this. Like, I'm ready to go. Like, I don't want to answer any questions. I just want to find Cain, and I hope that he puts up a fight. Yep. He's pissed. So he's a man on a mission right now. And yeah. He's, he's going to be more reckless than ever, and he's going to just do everything he can to bring Cain down for this. So, yeah. So, uh, yep. So he goes in. He's like a, like, he does have other people helping him out, but he's, it's focusing on him. 
and he's just like he's like disarming men like left and right and they're just making their this is similar to the scene where they were going to take down the rocket i always loved it's such a small detail but batman parachuted down without his cape mm-hmm. yeah on page 68 he helps save Raish's life actually because this guard was about to shoot him Throws the machine gun to Raish and then puts on his cape as he's yeah, running that's away. Interesting. I love yeah, that. Yeah, cool. I thought always about that because yeah, the cape would just like, the aerodynamics. Yeah, it's interesting. Yeah, that is interesting. Uh, so yep, so he's going to after Cain. Um, Cain's still uh, at the, with the with the uh, computer programmer guy that's controlling the satellite. They come in. Raish is there. Batman's there. Batman's like it's over. Uh, and they they come down and now it's now it's time to battle. I I really like this part because obviously Batman is he's super pissed. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Wants to take revenge and so he's like he says, Cain is mine." And as he's diving for Cain, mm-hmm. he pushes Cain pushes him aside and says, "You flatter yourself, yeah. intruder. <laughs> My interest is only in Al Ghul." He's <laughs> like, "I don't give a shit about you. Yeah. I'm just trying to kill Raish Al Ghul." Which is weird to me that like Batman made Ra- it all personal. Raish would let Batman take dibs because he yeah, technically killed right. Raish's wife. So I'm right. like, when I'm reading this, I'm like, why wouldn't Raish take dibs? But for some reason, Batman takes well, dibs. Well, no. So I mean, you'll find out later. This is this whole thing was, in my opinion, was part of Race's plan. He needed Batman as a weapon. Mm-hmm. So him and Talia were in on this together. Ah, um, I see. And he's he, right now. He's got this guy who's willing to lose everything, and he's basically Race's weapon. So Race is controlling Batman right now. Batman just doesn't. Realize that, yeah, and it, it seems like um, so the beginning he, he's just like this too, and then in the middle he kind of gets he kind of gets let loose because of the situation, and then this is where Raish like wrangles him back in as as his weapon, like so like in the middle he kind of loses sight because he's like happy and he's like dude well this isn't working out the way I thought it was, right, and so. Then he's like, okay, well, let's let's figure out a plan to make it be the way that we plan this. And so Talia loses, quote unquote, loses the baby, right. right? And so that's what turns him back into what he was before. Yep. So yeah, the, like I said, uh, yep, this is all part of the plan. He's using him, and that's why he's he's gonna let Batman take the beating, right? right. Yep. Uh, While he destroys the satellite. Yeah. yeah. And so. Needless to say, they they get him. Um, he was trying to electrocute Ra's al Ghul. Batman comes in, kicks him, and then he electrocutes himself. Which I also remember these scenes, too, from when I was yeah. young, too. Like, all these violent ones have stuck in my mind. Like, you know, honestly, this, this panel where, where Batman kicks Cain and where Cain is getting electrocuted, it's almost strangely anticlimactic again mm-hmm. it's a beautiful the way it's drawn right it's beautiful but it's like kindly kind of a little bit i don't know man am i am i wrong it's a little bit it is a little anticlimactic because it's like oh they took him down with like electrocuting him you but, know like but again on the next page batman perhaps, reaches yeah. in grabs his blood and draws a cue so on his face. Here's and, the thing, and, what, and the dialogue right there is incredible. Here's the thing that I, I have a problem with this is that, like, he's seen that that his guys have like scars 
in their face, right? So Batman's seen that because he's right. fought him. But Batman wasn't there when Cain did the blood thing on the other guy's head. Yeah. So this was just a coincidence that Batman decided to write a cue in blood? I guess. Uh, yeah. I, I, I mean, to me, that's a little bit unbelievable. Like, if you wanted to relate it to something he's seen, he would have carved the cue in his right. face. To me, it seems like Batman uh, uh, and the, knows what the reader knows here, which True. I don't think that's necessarily the best writing. But The dialogue is the shit, though. Raish says, perhaps now oh, yeah. he is at peace. And Batman says, perhaps. Then dips his hand in the blood and draws the cue and says, I hope not. Yeah. <laughs> it's awesome. It's because Batman knows he's never going to be at peace either yeah. at this point, right? Because, yeah, I mean, it, like, if he wasn't uh, mentally ill before now, like, by losing his parents, like, losing his kid is definitely going to do it. Right. So. And basically, uh, she's just like, she just is like playing him right now. Uh, she's like, I want totally you to leave. Yeah. And then he's like, seems okay. He's like, if you're sure. Yeah. He, he actually takes off his cowl right here, which is interesting. Oh, yeah. Besides the fact when he's, uh, just those couple panels when he's in the back cave, um, right after he got hurt, mm-hmm. it's the only time he, and when he, he sees, sex. he sees, oh, that's yeah. true. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so it's very rare, but he, but he does take off his cowl. Yeah. 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 Um, but yeah, so basically she's like, I think it'd be better because she's in Batman's mind. She's having a hard time about losing the baby. Uh, and she says, I want you to go. And he says, all right, Talia. Um, I wish things had, uh, our lives don't seem to maybe someday. I'm sorry. And then he just walks off. This next page is, is awesome. The first, uh, the top few mm-hmm. panels. Raisha Ghoul says, I too am sorry, my son, he says. Yeah. Instead of calling him detective like he always does, he calls him my son. Son of the demon, dude. Which is which is yeah. awesome. Yeah. So then Batman walks back to um that the scientific Dr. Blaine's office. And uh, is scientific Dr. Blaine. What? <laughs> 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 I was gonna call, say, I was know gonna say scientific <laughs> facility, dude. I know what term you were trying to use. You were trying to use fill us something, fill us pluvia, pluvia culture, pluvia culture, the science of rainmaking. Oh yes, you're the scientific Dr. Blaine. <laughs> so he gets back there, and he's like, "I know who killed Dr. Blaine," and it wasn't even related to yeah. Ray Shagul. It was a coworker. Dr. Pearson. Uh-huh. And he was going... He sold or gave Cain... He sold the copies of Harris's plans to Cain. That's what it was. And this dude is like... Like, his son is like, I'm going to kill you. You son of a bitch. And, psh, 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 yeah. and then Batman pulls him off. He's like, let him live with his guilt, son. And then he's like, but he has to pay. He's like, he will with his conscious... Consciousness. Conscious. Conscience. 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 <laughs> Jiminy Cricket. <laughs> yeah. Let him live with his guilt will be the best revenge. Yep. And then Gordon knows that something's wrong with Batman. He's like, anything you want to talk about? He's like, no. Well, take care of yourself. You'd better get inside. It looks like a storm is about to break. So I actually like that because like Batman puts on a hard edge, right? Mm-hmm. But the fact that like he couldn't keep it together enough to like hide it from Commissioner Gordon uh, it just shows like what... You know what he's going yeah. through. You can imagine what he's going through right now. He, it's the end of his world, but he still comes and and finishes up what he needs to do, uh, and then he leaves. And right now, like as he's flying off, he's just basically just like, 
God, I thought I was going to be done with this shit, basically, yeah, yeah. and now he's not, and now he's back to that, just being Batman again forever. On that last page, that top panel where it says it already has, honestly, the the face in particular is very Bernie Wrightson-esque. Yes. In that particular panel. Looks very Bernie. But, uh, but then it says... Nine, nine months later. Nine months later. This is the big. This is the big kicker right yeah, here. Yeah, this is it. And uh, yep, uh, you see they're at a um, adoption agency, and there's a man and a woman that get to adopt uh, this baby. And you say, how could anyone give up a baby like this? I don't know, honey, but it's a real blessing for us. Yes, we'll love him as though he were our own, and he'll be the happiest baby in the world. And he's wearing the necklace, uh, Talia. Uh, yeah, the, the Bruce gave Talia. Yeah. Oh, I'm getting the chills right now, man. So she's like playing him. Yeah. So um, hold on. Yeah. Let's stop right here because I gotta go pee. <laughs> so are we in agreement on this that this is Damian Wayne, or what? What's your thoughts and theories about this uh, this story? I. I like to think that it is Damien. Um, Damien is a character that I hate, by the way. But um, I, I always, I always had this in the back of my mind because I read this as a little kid. They didn't do anything with a child of Batman until Damien Wayne, which was what twenty years later. Yeah. Um, the fact that, and even though it's a character that I've never cared for, I was like, holy shit, this is this is back to son of the demon. Mm -hmm. And I always appreciated the fact that if, if it is, um, you know, Damien Wayne that was conceived in this story, the fact that they waited that long was just, um, restraint that you don't often see in comic books, Mm -hmm. especially the major two companies. Um, so I was always, I, I always kind of hoped and felt, I was like, man, I hope this is, this is, uh, I guess this was Damien that was conceived during this story that I read 20 years ago. That's awesome that they, A, waited this long, that they exercised that restraint, but, um, it was just, I don't know, that's kind of what I always felt, personally. Yeah, I think that, uh, I uh, I think, I think for sure Grant Morrison, when he created him, uh, was intended for this to be Damien. Um, I, it was interesting because I was the same way. I was just like, always like, wait, Batman has a kid. Right. Like, every time I read a story, I'm like, wait, Batman yeah. has a kid. <laughs> like, yeah, it's crazy. The, the greatest detective in the world doesn't know he has a kid. <laughs> like they yeah. proved in this book that he's an amazing detective and he was duped in one second by Talia saying, Uh, I I lost lost the baby. baby. He should have been able to like smell her like hormones or something (laughs) like to be able to find out that that like that was complete bullshit. Like he would know. That's the one thing for me. Like peel the stick. Prove it to me. Like Batman would know, dude. Like uh, especially with how happy he was, you think he'd want to verify it. But anyway, uh, let's say that let's say that he for some reason he was just too emotionally distraught to find this out. Um, I believe that, uh, that yes, she could have hidden this from him for so long. And I believe that, uh, like I said, Grant Morrison fully like knew about the story, fully intended to bring him back. And, uh, but I did listen to an interview with Mike Barr 
And according, DC told him that it was not Damien, so that they basically didn't have to pay him any royalties. Basically. Oh, yeah. So, so according bastards. to Mike Barr, DC told him that this was not that this wasn't Damien. Oh uh, man! But I think every single other person will tell you that it's a hundred percent. Of course, Damien. yeah. Because how many kids did he have with Talia? Because this is the way they introduced Damien was through Talia. Yeah, right. Like so, he'd like, trained. Either he had a whole bunch of other kids with Talia. So, it, but right here he was adopted somewhere else. So in my mind, the, mm. what puts that together is Talia went and stole him back, right, and then trained him with the League of Assassins. Um, so yeah, I think you can one hundred percent say that this is Damien. Um, Unless it comes to paying Mike Barr any royalties, then it's not. Well, and I know Grant Morrison uh, likes to um, like intertwine universes and and bring things together, um, and uh, like explore all the different options that like like all the different multi universe things that you can. And so it makes sense that he would take a story that's older, that maybe not exists in regular continuity, and bring it fourth well and that's the other thing is this kind of could be an elseworlds story like if you think about it that way like in fact i think like i mentioned at the beginning that up until grant morrison wrote that story this fit perfectly in an elseworlds tale right because he would have the baby would have come up in a story after this if not even if like like i said batman's the greatest detective in the world he would have been able to figure out he had a son so uh so say this is an Elseworlds tale, then then that takes it out of it completely. And like I said, there's a few things that just... Like, just how eager Batman was to, like, form a family and just completely, like, mm-hmm. let go of being Batman, to me, seemed out of character from the Batman that I know. Um, but we've never seen him in this situation before. So, right. Yeah, so it's hard to tell. But uh, I definitely don't want to think about it as an Elseworlds tale. I like to think about it that Batman did have a son that later became uh, Robin. And I... I didn't like Damien for a long time either, and I still don't like him necessarily, but I like the idea of him, and yeah, like my son loves him. My son thinks really? he's the coolest Robin, yeah, I think mm. just because he has like a hood and stuff, and, he looks yeah. cool. <laughs> uh, and he's like a badass that like kills people, but... So would this uh, Talia tale be the oh, same? Uh, so when they, when Huntress was, because I know this is completely a different story, but didn't they have Huntress together too? Oh, yeah. No. In a different world no. universe? Nope. No? Nope. Okay. Okay, let's move on. Who okay. was who was the mom of Catwoman? Oh, that's right. Come on, Callie. I can't remember. On Earth 2 or Earth 1 or whatever. That's whatever the right. other that's Earth was. Right. Yeah, Huntress was the daughter of, of Catwoman and Catwoman Batman. Batman. Oh, okay, yeah. yeah. And yeah, that story was awesome, too. I so he has a daughter too. and a son. Yeah, man, dude, he probably has tons of kids, Huntress dude. and Dave. He's just, like, banging chicks, dude, and leaving them. When I they know. say that, like, like the baby died. <laughs> it's like, okay, see ya. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, I liked my maiden voyage. It was good. It was a good read. It was uh, gritty and all that fun detectiveness. <laughs> what was the other word you used? Uh, Scientific. Oh, yeah, you had a few of them. Huh? Yeah. Uh, Scientific. No, that was a different one, but yeah. Um, this, I, I really like this book. And sadly, dude, Mike Barr didn't get much out of DC after this, dude. Like, he wrote, like, The Batman and the Outsiders, and when he was off of that, he was gone for a long time. I think he may have came back 
like recently for a little bit, but this, uh, I was listening to a Comic-Con interview thing with him and like, yeah, he was basically, and this was from like five years ago and he was like, yeah, DC hasn't called. Damn. It's just crazy. Like both these dudes knocked it out of the park. I know. It's crazy. The weird thing is that like, yeah, like they'll let people like this slip through the cracks. Like on our old podcast, when we talked to Norm, uh, Bray Fogel, he said the same thing, dude. He's like, I have no idea, but DC just stopped calling one day. And it's just, it's so crazy. Right. Yeah. Cause yeah, I mean, this was, this was a killer tale. I guess Mike Barr went, he wrote a lot of, um, Star Trek stuff. Um, oh yeah that's that right I'd never read but this like Comic Con panel interview I saw of him was mostly about Star Trek um, but uh, yeah I mean so I think he did get some work but it's just not not from DC oh and then uh, they're reviving Young Justice they're doing a third season of Young Justice um, on that DC streaming app uh-huh. and it's called Young Justice Outsiders which Mike Barr created the Outsiders and I guess they messed with him on that too oh, royalty wise because like on. I guess, like, he first heard about it, like, saw some commercial, and he got in touch with Dan DiDio saying, hey, you guys are using the Outsiders? And Dan DiDio said something to the effect of, no, this just means that, like, they're going to take, basically, they're going to take a couple of, like, things from the Outsiders, but not characters or whatever. And then, uh, then like, he said, he was, they said, okay, and then, like, a few months go by, and he sees, like, a trailer where there's, like, the Outsiders are straight up in it. Yeah. <laughs> and Katana, yeah. And, like, Jew Force is in it, too. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, so, like, it's not like DC's tried to screw him out of royalties. Jeez, that sucks, man. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. They should call know. Howard Chaykin. Because, honestly, both these <laughs> yeah. dudes, this is, it's such a good book, man. Yeah. And they were... Oh, it's really well written. It is so beautifully drawn. Both these dudes should have. They should be bigger than they are. Yeah, they should. Yeah, the they should. I mean, yeah. I'm sure Jerry Bingham. He doesn't give a shit. He pre- he definitely made more money yeah. doing the advertising than he did with comic stuff. But I mean, a I I think this book is well respected, but it probably. I don't know. I mean, maybe this is nostalgia, but I think it should be more well-known than it is. Yeah, I agree. I think it kind of got forgotten. Well, I didn't even know about it until we talked about doing it. Like, okay. I never even heard of the story. And so, I don't know if that's just my naivety. No, it's probably fair. Like... I bet that's pretty typical. Dude, yeah, the the Jerry Bingham, man, he is oh, one God, of the so great beautiful. Batman artists. I would put him up there in one of the, like, top yeah, Batman it's artists. Great. Like, it's so beautiful. It's really good. He's, like, yeah, he's just freaking <sighs> amazing. And, yeah, it's too bad for us that he didn't stick with it. I guess before this he did um, a bunch of stuff. Like, he did Black Panther for a while and uh, a couple others I can't think of right now. But, but yeah, after this is basically he just walked away, which... It's, that's fine for him. You do what you need to do, but yeah. it's too bad that we didn't get to see more. Yeah, because yeah. it was it's really beautiful stuff for sure. All right, guys. All right, Callie. Should we put her to bed? Let's put her to bed. Okay. I'd like to thank our uh, special guest Ryan. Oh, thank you guys. It was awesome. If you guys don't want to see Ryan anymore, please email us and tell us. We'll kill him. <laughs> at Damn. you're gonna email us at. The Cold Storage Podcast at gmail.com. Once again, that is the T H E Cold Storage Podcast at gmail.com. And find us on Instagram at just Cold Storage Podcast. That's just Cold Storage Podcast. Not just yeah. in front of it, just oh. it's just 
It's cold storage podcast on Instagram. Uh, uh, all right. Well, we'll see you guys next time. This has been the professor and Doctor John. Doctor John. Yeah, Doctor John. And sometimes even Ryan. And sometimes Ryan. <laughs> <laughs>